1-800-227-3006 or at one of the independent bookstores supporting KPFA. Full info online, kpfa.org, for Near Rosen, November 4. And you are listening to 94.1 KPFA in Berkeley, 89.3 KPFB in Berkeley, 88.1 KFCF in Fresno, and online at kpfa.org. It is 3 p.m. Up next is Cover to Cover Open Book. Welcome to Open Book, Friday's edition of Cover to Cover. Today we bring you poetry coming from Vetted Word. Vetted Word is a space for groups of writers, poets, and activists who constantly question their surroundings. Please stay with us. You are listening to Vetted Word Poetry Radio Show, keeping poetry alive in the San Francisco Bay Area. My name is Baruch, and I am here with the sexy... Olga Rosales. Olga Rosales, a vetted word. We are here to bring you what, Olga? We are here to bring you poetry. Exactly. Poetry, poetry <laughs> exactly. love, and life, and everything that's involved in all this. So if you are out there hanging out, chilling, and want to listen to some poetry, this is the place to be. We support old poets, young poets, new poets, established poets, anybody who even is a poet and likes poetry, this is the place for you. And we are here with the amazing John Stadler. John Stadler. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming out and, uh, and uh, joining us on our show, on our little endeavor here. Uh, John Stadler is a, a writer. He is a poet. He is a musician and a performance artist. Basically, um, he is kind of changing the world of art as I know it. When I first saw him perform, I saw John Stadler in the Berkeley Poetry Slam. He was performing as a slam poet, and I thought, oh, he's just another slam poet. I was wrong. You because were wrong. I was wrong. I Why was wrong. were you wrong? Because I didn't know that there was so many layers to this guy. Oh, uh, he is complicated. I'll tell. I'll give you that. Your Facebook status is complicated. <laughs> it's like if you had like a Facebook artist status, yeah, oh, it yeah. would be like It'd be complicated. Compli- but see, I wouldn't call it complicated. I would call it like constantly changing. Because like every uh, time I see you're just- fluid. You're you're in constantly in in a fluid liquid state <laughs> of we're artistic. scaring him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like we're scaring the poor guy. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, the first time I saw him perform, he was uh, playing the saxophone on stage, and um, I was more than impressed. I was absolutely floored because you walk into the room and you're, you know, you look timid, but you're on stage and you look like a rock star and yeah, totally on fire and totally into your art and living through it. And I just, I'm really always impressed with you. And his poetry is on fire too, which is why we have him here today at Vetted Word Poetry Radio Show. How long have you considered yourself a poet, Mr. Stadler? I don't know. I don't know that I consider myself a poet. I started with music in terms of performance art as far back as I can remember. I think I was, I signed myself up for a talent show in the second grade, unbeknownst to my parents, and attempted to play coronet. I think that was my first introduction to performance art. But more recently, I got into spoken word, poetry, writing. I would say about three years ago, not all that long ago, as kind of a tangent from uh, music and touring and um, making musical recordings. 
And so if you uh, if you don't consider yourself a poet, which is totally okay, even though this is vetted word poetry radio <laughs> show. <laughs> we brought you on because you're a poet. Uh, no, it's oh, all right. It's all right. He does a lot <laughs> I mean, of poetry. Um, so how would, I mean, I know that, I know this is something artists hate to be asked, but like, yeah. how would you describe yourself then? Uh, usually the title that I give people is performing and recording artist, just because that kind of covers everything aside from the physical arts like painting and sculpting, which... I don't do cooking, which I'm very bad at. Okay. I feel you. <laughs> I can cook. I'm I'm a a bad Ghana, I can cook. I burn my quesadillas, everybody. <laughs> that is terrible. Before we uh, go on, do you have anything else to say, Miss Olga? No, Rosales? just that I'm really excited to uh, hear your poetry, even though you're not considering yourself a poet. Which is but totally fine. Totally fine. Maybe I should go back. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's I've fine. been a poet my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> Since right. the day I was born. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. All right. My first cry. <laughs> was a was poem? Was my first poem. <laughs> was it in haiku form? I know, but it is copyrighted. Uh, <laughs> or trademarked? I'm not sure. Trade- but, whatever. Uh, copyrighted. Copyrighted. All right. All right. Start, start uh, everybody, this is Vetted Word Poetry Radio Show. I am Baruch Porras Hernandez. I'm here with... Olga Rosales. And we are about to listen to a poem by the electrifying John Stadler. I milk the oily zit on my face repeatedly for blood and pus. She has a soft yet firm base with a gelatinous top, like a teat. So I treat her as such and love her with my fingers consistently, with gratitude and sensuality. In the morning I return for more of her warm liquid blood butter. There are few stray hairs nearby in a private place we lactate never seeing each other or ourselves only our reflections and she bruises purple with our passion forming a galaxy as I pinch pull and rub out her juices onto my face we are one and when caught We love each other fearlessly in the face of unrelenting, instantaneous judgment, caressing, and crying. That was John Stadler. Here at Vetted Word Poetry Radio Show. That was pretty awesome, man. That was awesome. That was was about a pimple. (laughs) Yeah, this, well, it's kind of... uh, it's kind of twofold in that it was the first erotic style poem that I wrote. <laughs> you pimple. And I totally knew that. <laughs> and, and I read it. I read it without. Like, I, 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 when you sent it to me, I honestly thought it was a sexual piece. And then mm-hmm. I talked to you on the phone about it. And you said no. It's about well, a pimple. I, mean, I, I found it a lot deeper than just a sexual piece. <laughs> when I was a teenager, I had what's called subcutaneous acne which is where the zit and oil actually builds and rises from with under the skin. There's like five layers to the skin. And so it would build, and it would come up on like my upper cheek, right side of my nose, and be huge and purple like I'd been punched in the face. Oh, Lord. Um, and it would last for anywhere from six to nine months. And so it was difficult as a teenager to go to school 
Like oh my gosh! Sounds terrible, sweetheart. Being a teenager Tell me is more. Tough and, and so I don't tough enough. <laughs> and so I don't usually uh, write about myself in right. my work. And this was kind of uh, touching the borders of that for right, me. Right, right, right. And talking as much about loving myself and who I am and how I look. Right. Uh, in a time where I felt very unloved. Yeah. Yeah, and you're right. And and his other poetry, I don't really, he doesn't talk about himself either. Not directly. So, uh, John, if people want to, this is Vetted Word Poetry Radio Show. This is Baruch with Olga Rosales. John Stadler, if people want to see you perform, where can they see you perform? Um, I tour kind of like Southern Oregon, Northern California. Uh, my website is probably one of the best places to reach me. Okay, and what's the address to that? That is just my name. That's johnstadler.com. It's spelled J-O-H-N-S-T, as in Tom, A-E-D-L-E-R, stadler.com. Uh, and I'm on Facebook. And Do you have any YouTube videos? Uh, yeah, I have a YouTube channel, and I'm currently working on developing a daily variety show, uh, right. which will be mostly, I would say, probably 70% poetry. Great. Going back to my roots as a poet, and the links for that will be on there as well. All right. Well, thank you so much for thank being with so us. Thank you so much, John Stadler. Stadler uh, we're going to do one last poem with John Stadler. Again, this is Vetted Word with... Olga Rosales. And Baruch Borres Hernandez. We are uh, about to listen to another poem by the amazing John Stadler. I was going to do just a handful, maybe four or five haiku. Awake the snake! That is your spine. Let it uncoil, extended and proud. There are little hairs inside of my fingernail. That is amazing. The secrets within the secrets came from the silence that existed before God. Look, everything is cool. Let's just sit here and talk about our feelings. The Earth's rotation is very, very loud, but you are used to it. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, that was John Stadler, poet, writer, performer, performing and recording artist. That's right. Check him out at his uh, website. What was that again, John Stadler? JohnStadler.com, J-O-H-N-S-T-A-E-D-L-E-R. JohnStadler.com. Right. He's also an incredible musician. He's an incredible musician. I have some of his music on my computer. We have two LPs out. Actually, um, give a shout out to those LPs. Um, my first album is called uh, Conscious Alternative, and my second one's called The Radical Love Frequency. Nice. So, uh, Amazon? Uh, yeah, Amazon, Google, my Google. website. Borders. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Thank so, you much so much for being here. This is Baruch Porras Hernandez, and we are Vetted Word, keeping poetry alive in the San Francisco Bay Area, bringing poetry to you, celebrating poetry, talking about poetry, and uh, like I just said, keeping it alive. I am here with Olga Rosales of Vetted Word. How are you, Olga? I am very good. How are you doing, Mr. Baruch Porras Hernandez? I'm feeling okay. I'm, when I think about poets, <laughs> I think... 
who is a poet that really makes me want to write better, really makes me want to read more poetry, and I think of a certain Mr. Josh Healy. Hi, Josh Healy. How's it going over there? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We're We're good. good. I first encountered Josh Healy at the Berkeley Poetry Slam um, like years and years and years ago. I was very impressed with him. Then I saw him again at the San Francisco Poetry Slam when he was featuring, and normally I was like, uh doesn't seem like a very interesting guy, even though he's very attractive. And then his poetry got me to listen and got me to think. It was so good. I bought one of his books. The book called, what is your book called, Mr. Josh Healy? Hammer Time. Hammer Hammer Time. time. You know, just in case you don't know. Hammer (laughs) Time. (laughs) Wait, what time is it, Olga Rosales? It's Hammer Time. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) It is Hammer Time. The book was so good that I bought the book, took it home. And his stuff was so good. I like read it all night. Right. <laughs> and I like, gave and it to my friends, and then I gave it to you, you gave Olga. It to me, and uh, I loved it so much that I featured Josh from like two of the poems in the book because they were just amazing. So that next event for Vetted Word, we had him come up, and everyone loved you. You got a couple standing O's. Mm-hmm. And he's Healy. not just a poet, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Josh Healy works with the youth. He works in the community. He's a community organizer, and he is a political activist. So how are you feeling today, Josh Healy? I'm good. Y'all, y'all talk about me like that and we can do this all day you know what i'm saying like i'm, I'm feeling good you, all know? Right. You, you said we've known each other for years i think i met you like six months ago but it's cool it feels like that long yes but i knew who you were like two years ago oh, that's the difference he, he wants You're to be your poet, bestie he's a poetry you know? stalker i understand poetry sto- i'm all sorts of stalker josh let's not limit it i'm good thank you for having me to answer your question are you feeling like a poet today um, I'm feeling like a poet, you know, I'm kind of uh, excited, inspired, hungover, so these are all poetic qualities, yes, you know, they are. from they are. time to time. I always write when I'm hungover. That's perfect. Yeah, this is Baruch, and Baruch feels that that is perfect for writing. <laughs> um, how long have you been doing what you do? Um, I've been writing, you know, probably like a lot of people since I was a angsty, angry teenager. Um, probably 15, 16. Actually, since I was younger than that, you know, I, I used to write birthday cards, birthday poems for nice. family members because I was broke and uh, uh, they were really nice to me. Um, and so, but then really in high school, started writing um, at my high school and uh, it was just a way to, um, you could say things in a poem that you couldn't say in uh, a speech or an essay or a political, you know, manifesto and people would listen to you. Um, And so it was a way, you know, I didn't care what it was. You know, I just wanted people to listen to me. I have a big, you know, mouth. Um, (laughs) And uh, and also I wanted to listen to other people. And so what I love about poetry is it really is this democratic back and forth between people and the open mic. You can only speak if you're also willing to listen. Exactly. Um, exactly. So that's what I love about it. All right, is he going to read some poems for us? Yes, he is going to read some poems for us, Olga Rosales. Uh, Once again, guys, this is Vetted Word, Keeping Poetry Alive. We have uh, the famous Josh Healy here, uh, poet, activist, writer. He is going to share one of his poems from his book, Hammer Time. So this is uh, in honor of the World Cup is going on right now in South Africa. Um, And there's been a lot of talk of sports and politics. This is the first World Cup in the continent of Africa. This is the first big event post-apartheid and so this is a poem of mine about a different um famous political event that occurred in the olympics in mexico in 1968 this poem is entitled elegy for peter norman 
Two fists attacked the atmosphere. Olympic Stadium, Mexico City, 1968. Tommy Smith and John Carlos took gold and bronze, then took black power center stage. That image, tacked on my bedroom wall, centered on the two men about to receive more hate mail than Hank Aaron and Muhammad Ali combined. You, Pete, I barely noticed. Every now and then looked over at the silver medal stand and wondered, who's the white dude? There you stood, hands relaxed at your sides, back standing solid, eyes straight ahead like you knew the real prize wasn't hanging around your neck. I look closer, see it now, a small patch on your chest, right before the pedestal, Tommy and John told you what to expect, you asked how you could help and they gave you the patch, Olympic project for human rights, damn Pete, you had their back. Two black men fighting white Nixon, white COINTELPRO, white South Africa, and you, white dude, supported their black self-determination, only to be blacklisted back home in Australia, blacked out of record books and our civil rights stories. You were not the focus of the event or the photo, nor should you be. But your name deserves tribute. John Brown. Schwerner and Goodman, a short list of white folks who gave more than moral support and a check in the mail. After you died last week, a new picture showed Tommy and John, arms raised high again, carrying your coffin. Mourning a fallen comrade, it was more than just the patch. Over and over again, Pete, you threw your white fist at the sky giving darker hands a chance to rest, if only for a moment. That was Amazing. Josh Healy, everyone, here with Vetted Word, Joaquin Poetry, alive. I am Baruch Porras Hernandez, and this is... Olga Rosales, your and, host for the day. Yeah. So, Josh, you had a story <laughs> that you wanted to share with us about that incredible poem. Thank you so much for sharing it with thank us on Thank you so much air. for coming in and doing this. This is really amazing. So, well, thank you for having me um, and listening and to everyone. Um, so the crazy thing I was just telling you off the air about this story, about this poem, is that uh, I wrote it uh, about three, three, maybe four years ago. I'm not sure exactly, but it was right after the man Peter Norman uh, passed away. Um, and when I first heard about him passing, uh, you know, he there's the famous photo of Tommy Smith and John Carlos on the metal stand in 68 giving the power salute, um, black power salute. And uh, the eulogy um, that came out in the newspaper talked about how Peter Norman was stood with them. And no one ever kn I never knew his name. He was just the white guy in the photo. Um, and I thought it was a powerful thing that this was an act where a lot of athletes, a lot of white people, they might not give that act of solidarity. They might distance themselves. And he said no. And so while they were blacklisted, he actually got his medal taken away, too, in Australia, um, which where he was from. And I thought this was a powerful thing. So I wrote this poem. I performed it at an event in Chicago. Um, and somehow it made its way to the guy's nephew. Peter Norman, his nephew, Matt Norman, who was making a documentary about the whole, about all three men, um, called Salute. Matt Norman found it, he recorded it, sent it to John Carlos, who's based down here in San Jose, who then wrote me 
one of the nicest emails I've ever gotten in my life. And I was just giving a tribute to this one man who they really considered him a brother. Um, this white man from Australia, and these were two black men from America. And so, to me, that's the power of what a poem can be, right. is beyond just an individual note in a diary, it can be a bridge. I was honored that they, they felt that this was a powerful thing for them and for their families. That's a wonderful story and a, an amazing poem. We're here with Josh Healy. Josh, what kind of stuff do you do in the community? That uh, How are you involved as a poet? So my main gig, other than hanging out with you fabulous people, <laughs> is uh, which is awesome, and I wish awesome. it was full time, um, is uh, I work with a group called Youth Speaks. Um, and we're a nonprofit based in San Francisco, work all over the Bay, and really have branches all over the country that we use spoken word and poetry and hip-hop as a means for empowerment for communication and for young people to find their voice and then not just to find their voice but to share it to practice it to develop it to create platforms and safe spaces poetry is a safe space for a lot of people who don't have safe spaces exactly poetry is a place where you can be yourself you can be honest you can speak in your tongue you can speak in other tongues that you're just learning you can you know you can speak in tongues no one even knows but you and people will come and listen and we had this show last night it was an, a really amazing show it was a beautiful show it's called curiosity in honor of pride month and it was 20 you know, performers, mostly, you know, between the ages of 13 and 20 from all over the Bay, mostly youth of color, talking about the issues that they're really dealing with in their lives. Uh, and it's just a powerful thing. And we did a 10 week workshop leading up to it. And I'll tell you what, at least three or four of the young people in that workshop came out in the course of the last 10 weeks That's to their amazing. parents. Poetry can make people incredibly brave. Brave, and it's just a liberating thing. So I work with You Speaks, and it's an honor to work with the young people. And, you know, I just try and connect the art to the activism and to try and, try and bring the two together in whatever ways that we need change in the community. And it was very successful. Uh, the energy in the room was pretty incredible. I had never seen that many young people at a, for a poetry event in a space like that at the GLBT Center here in San Francisco. It was an incredible um, event. Olga and I went and enjoyed it. Uh, so yeah, before you do awesome. your last poem, yes. uh, do you have any uh, upcoming projects that you'd like to share with us? Would, do you have a website? Where can people find Josh Healy? If someone wants to go see you perform or buy one of your books, where can they do that? So the best way to do it is probably on the internet. The internet. Internet number the seven. Web. And uh, you can find me at www.joshhealy.org. I'm an organization, apparently. I didn't want to be a .com, so we made it a .org, joshhealy.org. And always have shows and projects and different events. I'm trying to do more multimedia things. I'm trying my hand at comedy. Trying my hand at journalism. There's always different projects and uh, would love to catch up with anyone who wants to connect. Great. This is Baruch Porras Hernandez with my co-host, Olga Rosales. You're listening to Vetted Word, Keeping Poetry Alive. We are here with Josh Healy, who is going to read one more poem for us. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Um, so this poem is a more recent piece. It's something that happened this past year to me, and uh, it's called How I Really Got This Black Eye. One. No, 
It wasn't from a stripper in Paris named Lolita stomping me with her seven-inch platform heels. That one's under the shirt. It wasn't from LeBron force-feeding me an angry elbow after I dunked on him again. It wasn't funny. Two. Five minutes before my princely face got punched purple, I was imagining the rain. Walking home from the last BART train on a Wednesday, the sky full black, the moon huge and white watching down on everything from the hills. Oakland is a beautiful city, but badge or bare knuckles, people don't play around here. Three. But for real, though, it was from this one-legged, old, Russian Oompa Loompa who called my bet that he couldn't jump that high and get me. I lost the bet. Four. I saw them before they saw me. A block from my apartment, one of me, four of them. The oldest couldn't have been past high school, the youngest just bar mitzvahed. The one who came up to me first, or actually who came up behind me before I turned around, he looked like my boy Darren back from D.C. Big brown eyes, short dreads locked tighter than cuffs, a huge mouth that could just as easily turn into a grin as a threat. But the cop, light-faced like the moon, who I didn't want to call but ended up doing it because I needed to get that laptop back, he didn't ask about those features. Only question he wanted to know, so... What race were these guys? Oh, and these black guys, they were all wearing black hoodies too, right? Right? And just like that, the sky erupted. The moon full. The rain on my window like bullet shells. And I was that dude. Scared to tell my scared girlfriend that, yes, sometimes I'm scared to walk around the neighborhood too. Five. I think I've stopped profiling, though. Yesterday, I was biking down East 14th, and this whole car of one-legged Oompa Loompas drove by. I didn't even flinch. More than once. Six. My boy Darren from D.C. isn't my boy no more. He's no one's boy no more. Just a chalk outline we still picture on the pavement from time to time. Back home for Thanksgiving four losing Redskins seasons ago, we were supposed to watch the big game against the Cowboys together. He was going to clown me for living in Wisconsin. I was going to clown him for living with his moms. But Darren's mom made the best turkey chili of all time, so I could never come at him for more than one meal. Before I jumped on the train to come over, she called me on his cell. It's me, Josh, she said. He's gone. No crazy crying. No heavy silence. She just kept repeating it like maybe if I interrupted her, it wouldn't be true anymore. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Seven. And like that, they were gone. They came up on me, said, give me your stuff. I said, be cool. They weren't. Got me really good in the ear, in the back, and yes, in this huge black eye, and they were gone. Two minutes tops, they took my bag, but not my wallet or keys. It was probably their first time. I'm glad we at least lost this virginity together. Eight, Oakland just cut its summer jobs program this year by 60%. Nine, I didn't live here last year. On this block, in this small city, as much pimp as Panther, they did, they saw. I probably came to their high school last spring. Probably did some poems with Branda and Issa. They 
look at me and think, what are these fools going to do for me? See me, out of place, beneath bright lights, white moon rising like condos in the night sky, the blocks change. See me, welcome mat replaced with an eviction notice, violence or progress, manifest destiny, pushing west, pushing folks out. So you got pushed around a little bit, white boy? Welcome to the neighborhood. Ten. I still don't know what I would say to Lil Darren if I saw him on the street again. Don't know if he would turn that big mouth into a smile or a seven millimeter. Don't know if for both possibilities that rolled off his tongue, if I would have an answer. That was Josh Healy, poet, writer, activist. This is Vetted Word with Olga Rosales and Baruch Porras Hernandez. Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Vetted Word for life. Peace. Circle on Friday, October 22nd, 7 p.m. to learn more about how Big Brother is watching over you and may soon prevent you from watching him. We'll hear excerpts from San Francisco's hearing on police surveillance and racial profiling. We'll also discuss how digital video has transformed legal cases against police officers and the threat of new laws making it illegal to film cops. learn more about Big Brother's actions on you? Then tune into Full Circle on Friday, October 22nd at 7 p.m. on 94.1 FM KPFA.